Hi, you're listening to American Student Radio. I'm your host, Sheila Raghavendran. I think I need to do like the same. Hello, Hello. live from. Awesome. Okay, great. Live from Live from Indiana, Indiana University, University in Bloomington. Bloomington. This is this is hot. It's a hot mic. This is American, American Student, Student Radio. Radio. That's pretty great. Is it like a sound or is it like fresh crunching snow? Two hours of finger picking. Very good ASMR content. <laughs> Tragic, but also really beautiful. Thanks for listening today. This is our last episode of the 2018-2019 school year. And we know the school year actually ended just over a week ago. Maybe we're huge procrastinators, or maybe we're just prolonging the inevitable goodbye. That's our theme this week, goodbye. It's fitting that this week's episode features pieces from three of us seniors, or I guess recent graduates, as we say goodbye to our time as students at IU. You'll hear from Emily Miles, Peeler Brynjarski, and myself. So let's get started. Emily Miles produced our first piece. If you're familiar with IU, you probably know of the Sample Gates or Showalter Fountain or that red thing by the art museum. Emily explored how seniors grappled with saying goodbye to the university, the people, and their favorite places in it. Yeah. What are you doing right now? I'm talking to seniors about saying goodbye to IU. Get the hell away from me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not graduating. I'm staying here. What is that is also where I am. You should be like, some students refuse to talk as a coping mechanism, and then just like put that in there. And how are you saying goodbye to IU? Can I have a second to think about it? Yes, yes. Okay, oh my god. Please do. I'm like having a really hard time with it. <laughs> um, I don't know, how do you say goodbye to a place that you've spent like your formative years and like growing as a person? Um, you know, it's it's nostalgic, it's it's emotional, the, the typical words that come to mind when you think about leaving a place that you just, you know, we're starting to get your roots established in. Um, I think I found a place that will suit me very well, but at the same time I have a home and a community here, and a big part of that is the graduate student body and the people who I've become friends with in that time. But at the same time it's also kind of rejuvenating and empowering to realize that you were able to do that and you were able to create a community and now you're ready to move on. I get to stay here over the summer, so I guess I don't really have to say goodbye for a couple months, but part of it was doing my last little 500 um, and racing in the last race for me. That was a pretty big moment, saying goodbye to just like one of the most important parts of my life, which is crazy to think about. Are there any like specific places you think you'll go to like sort of have a goodbye? Um, maybe Showalter Fountain, maybe the track one more time. I'd say the Showalter Fountain. It's my favorite place on campus. I think it's, I don't know, it's in the center of campus. I think that there's something to be said about like how, how lively it is. It's it's art. It's active, and um, I I just think it's central to like that culture of of campus here. And how are you saying goodbye to you? I haven't thought about it yet. Have you thought at all about? Um, sort of how this is kind of the end of schooling, or, or is it the end for you? 
haven't thought about that yet either. Okay, so the easy answer is we don't want to talk about it because if we talk about it, then we have to face it. And the key, you know, characteristic that basically describes all college students is avoid, deny, avoid, deny. And that's how you get through four years at Indiana University. You're welcome. When I left my undergrad, it was very, you know, emotional, very teary-eyed, very, you know, oh, we'll, oh, we'll all be friends forever, we'll all stay in contact, and things like that. And now it's very realistic and very, in a way, a little pessimistic. But, um, yeah, I think it's just more grounded in the reality that we all have, yeah. I'm hanging out with people as much as I can before I, I leave, you know, I mean, and, and, you know, we won't completely lose touch. We're still going to be friends. I just won't be able to see them as frequently as I normally would. But yeah, at this point, it's a matter of spending time with people. I guess for me, it's not really saying goodbye to the place. It's saying goodbye to the people that I want to really focus on. Um, I'll probably just go for a walk and <laughs> just really try to take it all in. Um, I just walk a little slower and I, you know, thank the foundations of the university for letting me have this experience here and letting me um, grow as a person and as an academic. Maybe this is too out there, but a little bit of an osmosis, right? You are, you're sort of blending in with where you are, but you're carving out your own self. Um, and I feel like our generation is very self-expressive, which is really great, and I am all for that. But I think if we listen a little bit more, I think we can really achieve a lot of amazing things. There are a lot of things to listen to. We're bombarded with information about which cities are safe to move to, or which ones have good jobs, or which ones are likely to flood or might not be able to support agriculture. In this next piece from Pilar Brynjarski, students consider how their education will serve them in a changing climate and what they might have to say goodbye to in order to maintain their standard of life. Sunshine? Prices go up. I don't think I'm worried. I feel like I feel like because like I I'm sure something's going to happen where cha changes can will be made. More food deserts pop up. Um, like Mid Atlantic or Hawaii. Affordability of just daily cost of living would go up. Um, I know that drought's a concern for me for my family. Um, it means to not stay in my own country. 
Underwater, unless that was mine. So, a lot of the fruits and vegetables, like it's gonna hurt their growing. I don't necessarily see that I'd, I'd, I'd react in, in that much different of a way. Um, well, I do what I can than, to, than I already to environmentalism. So, like, I recycle, I you know, take a bus and I walk. So flooding. Um, I just for the first time this year got flooded in and couldn't leave my I house. Go back to my own country, but you just did. Ninety-six percent of the electricity that the country produces come come from um, hydro resources. A lot of those decisions I haven't really thought about because, like, I don't own my own home. A lot of decisions are made for me in the sense like electricity, less drinking water, job prospects, and family relationships in those areas, political climate in those areas. Choose my living space based on that, so like if my name is going to sink into the water in 50 years, maybe I won't live there, maybe I won't live in an area where there's an uptick in hurricanes, maybe I'll choose where I'm living based on like the standard of living and how easy it is to access it. more trying to make my actions better so that the risk can help be lessened and having conversations with people about why I would like to live somewhere that I don't have to worry about weather patterns as much, but I should be constantly more in family. I'm getting good education here, so I suppose I will have job prospects that will affect my financial security. No, I'm really not. I'm moving up to Portland, Oregon, which is probably stupid because, like, I'm on the periphery. I want to be near a big city because that's where I see a lot of job opportunity for where for my field, but. Uh, it's right also, now, it's like a I don't want to There's really not that much I can do in terms of getting good insurance. Um, job prospects. Um, how connected the locations. Um, the job market is probably the biggest one. And, uh, definitely, uh, jobs, uh, what's available to me and where. Um, and then, just how close I am to family, um, and how much I like the and I neighborhood or city. Honestly, what I considered the most was the weather. I don't like being cold, and so I never stop. I feel like whatever, wherever you go, something's going to happen. So. What's the most formal collegiate goodbye there is? A commencement speech. This May, Naomi Farahan delivered just that to the IU Media School. In our next piece, you'll hear the original version of that speech, recorded the day after graduation in her friend's closet during a goodbye open house. So maybe it's not so formal, but has that ever been our style? Today, we should take the time to reflect on our collective histories. What a tumultuous 22 years it has been. We heard the screech of dial-up internet and the warm welcome of AOL's You've Got Mail. 
We collected VHS tapes, only to replace them with DVDs, only to bury everything in our parents' basements once they finally subscribed to Netflix. And we celebrated each generation of MP3 players and iPods, flip phones, and iPhones. This country has been at war for most of our lives, abroad and in many ways at home. We watched as our parents struggled through the worst recession since the Great Depression. In middle school, we witnessed the election of our first African-American president. It was reasonable for all of us to believe there was space in this country for progress, space for growth. When we were in high school, a number of crucial social movements took over the nation. We did more than watch. We pushed them forward. We were the catalyst. Given all we had been through, given the strength we showed in the face of adversity, one might think the transition to college would have been easy. But it was difficult to start a new life here. I spent my freshman year holed up in my dorm room, shoveling Easy Mac down my throat and binge watching Game of Thrones. The challenge of meeting all new friends, all new teachers was daunting. I hated the mini fridges and the shower shoes. I was deeply homesick, under the impression that everyone around me was living their best lives. It took hard work to be okay again, to listen when others talked, to hold my head high, to enter a room without assuming everyone was judging me. A lot of that hard work went into community building. I went to call out meetings, said yes to free pizza, and made group runs to the sea store for various packaged snacks. I talked to the people in the neighboring dorm rooms. They were different from anyone I had ever met, from towns I had never heard of. They challenged me to think in new ways. They remained my best friends, the kinds of friends you tell your mom about. Our class grew together over the past four years. We established new comfort zones, only to leave them to study abroad and travel the world. We fought and lost our battles with IU parking operations. Some among us won Olympic medals and others raised millions of dollars for the kids. The 2016 presidential election, a period of chaotic national change, defined our college experience. We were invested early on, live streaming candidates' debates in our dorm rooms. It was enthralling, knowing we could finally express ourselves by voting in a major election. The day after the election, the campus went silent. Everyone finally understood the reality that, leading up to the election, people from all backgrounds felt unseen by people in power. We quickly found our footing. We joined clubs on campus, but we also listened to people who were different from us. We used our education about informatics, journalism, psychology, public health to reflect on the state of the world. We found our voices and made ourselves heard. We were brave enough to say, me too, for ourselves and for the generations that will come after us. We did not stop fighting. You did not stop fighting. As you reflect on your college experience, Think of the tools you gained to make a difference. You put in the hours, in the lab, on the court, in the newsroom. Maybe you learned a new language, or you finally figured out the theory of relativity, or Microsoft Excel, or even finite math. You did your research. You saved the Word document before shutting your computer. You cooked dinner without setting the apartment on fire. When you start to doubt yourself, remember how you shaped your discomfort into success when you first came to IU. Remember the confidence it took to wait for the elevator in Valentine, knowing it would make you late to class. Remember the passion it took to challenge the status quo. The thought of graduating terrifies me. It is here that I became the person I am today, but I know I'll be okay. 
In fact, we will all be more than okay. We will be successful. We have already proven that we are the generation to put thought into action as we reimagine the future. It is not only the degrees we receive today that make us ready for the next chapter. It is more than two decades of rapid personal and societal change that put us in the position to go out and make a difference. As a generation defined by change, we are uniquely prepared to push for progress and shape the future. We are better because we had the immense privilege of knowing each other. We are who we are because we studied at Indiana University. Congratulations, class of 2019. Goodbyes bring up a flood of memories. For me, those memories are manifested in materials, more specifically, the decorations on my wall. In this next piece, I figured out how to say goodbye to college and make space, literal wall space, for whatever's next. My bedroom wall in my old apartment was plastered with everything I love. In the middle was a huge black and white Lady Gaga poster. All around it were pictures I've taken of my friends. Pictures like of Paige at the Starbucks in our hometown and Livy in the old kitchen we shared. I put up pages torn out of magazines for inspiration, like an advertisement with striking colors and a profile of Michelle Obama serving a fantastic look. Ticket stubs from every movie and play I saw this year wrapped around my world map, which I had dotted with purple stickers to mark every place I'd gone. There are so many more I want to go to. Last week, I graduated from college and moved out of that apartment. Taking everything off the wall was such a physical stripping of the last four formative years. And maybe because I'm a bit of a hoarder, many of those wall decorations moved with me every year. Me and my old roommate Sarah, who I lived with from freshman through junior years, made a tradition of tearing out magazine pictures that spoke to us. We collected everything, from pictures of our favorite celebrities, to heartwarming little kids, to fashionable models. Usually, at the end of the school year, me and Sarah saved our favorites to hang again the following fall. But this year, looking at the pictures on my wall, it felt different. When I look at them, I just, I think of college, because they have stayed with me in all of my homes, which is really cool. Um, but it's also like I'm not going to be in college anymore. And um, maybe it's time for me to not hold on to these things in the same way anymore. Like maybe I shouldn't put up this welcome world picture in my next house because I don't know. I need to have different things now, I think. I talked through my ideas for how to say goodbye to my things with my most recent roommate, Allison. So I think I'm going to, ah, I feel I feel like I'm like being a traitor to my own stuff by doing this, but I think I'm going to cut up some of my magazine pictures and make a collage and like mount it onto my cap for graduation. I think that's going to be really meaningful to me, but it also makes me really sad because it's just like, I don't know. I am such a different person than I was four years ago. 
And I feel like now I'm a much more like authentic version of myself. And so to kind of part with these things that have like been with me through that journey is like really weird and really sad and like, I don't know. But before parting with anything, I felt like I had to get the input of my old roommate, Sarah, since so many of my wall decorations were curated with her. Not that I'm like asking your permission, but it's also like a lot of this stuff, it, I don't consider it like just mine. I consider it like our shared things. And so it's like, I do need to like ask what you think of it. And like, I'm not gonna like cut up stuff and you be like, no, like <laughs> my favorite picture. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. Well, I feel like I have to consider which picture. So I'm okay. So the the pictures that I have that I'm considering taking pieces of are the Welcome World one, um, mm-hmm. the boy with the scooter. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. And he, it's uh, he's like balancing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, then yeah, I know that one. the girl standing kind of funny and like she has her hands by her face. She's like, yes, I know exactly. And she's blonde and yeah. she's like doing a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, hear me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think just those three. And then, well, Allison had, had been like, what if you like cut a little square off the corner of the Elsa poster? I still want you to have the rest of it. I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like, would you be okay with that? Do you want Elsa in her entirety? Because if I would so. I love like... for you to have a corner of a poster that I have the rest of. <laughs> really? That is the grown-up version of those best friend necklaces that are just, you know, hearts split in half. And I would love to visit you sometime, see your cap, and reminisce like, oh, wow. Remember that girl who was like, hear me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so do it. Do it for me so I can see them in the future. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> and I did do it. It felt a little blasphemous, kind of like I was betraying everything I loved, but mostly it felt exactly right. For me, memorializing my pictures onto my graduation cap, a very tangible symbol for the end of college, was the perfect farewell. For American Student Radio, I'm Sheila Raghavendran. Thanks for listening to today's episode. It's an exceptionally special episode because some of American Student Radio's current seniors witnessed the group's resurrection during our freshman years at IU. We're thrilled to have grown so much in the last four years, and we're so excited to listen in for many years to come. Make sure to check back in with us in the fall for new episodes. With many thanks, goodbye. American Student Radio is a student-run podcast at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana. Thanks to the Media School for support and to Lunamatic for the timeless theme music. Other music in this episode comes from a number of sources, but mostly Blue Dot Sessions. We love you, Blue Dot Sessions. You can follow ASR on Twitter and Instagram at ASR Voice. And you can find us on Facebook. Have a thought? Hit us up on social or email us at americanstudentradio at gmail.com. Bye now.